Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another exciting episode of the Husband Factory. So glad to see you all here. So glad that your hit came on. If you haven't already started sharing this podcast, please do. There are a lot of women that it can benefit. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that's near and dear to me today. I didn't get married until I was 35. I don't know how many of you know that. And before then, I had a lot of pain around marriage because I just couldn't understand why I wasn't getting married. I even had guys tell me, huh, I wonder why you're not married, you know, to make matters worse. Most people that I met would say, huh, how come you're not married? You know, like you seem like marriage material. Not only that, I've always wanted to get married. Like since I was a child, (laughs) I've always thought being a wife and mother was the highest calling that a woman could have. So, you know, I wanted to be many things, but wife and mother was at the top of my list. And I think it has to be with being a romantic. I'm a romantic. I love love. I love love stories. I love candles, flowers, anything that has to do with romance. I'm there. And I've always been like that. I've always been a girly girl. I've always been into into romance. I've always wanted a Prince Charming being swept off my feet. I used to fantasize about like when I get married, my husband will be miss me so much that he would leave work (laughs) and come home just to be with me because he's just just so in love with me that he can't spend hours without me. And I would be beautiful all the time and perfect all the time. And it would just be just wonderful. And I honestly believe that Hollywood has done a good job on us, hasn't it? (laughs) But I had a lot of pain because I felt like I don't understand what's happening. I'm a good girl for the most part. I go to church. I've always served. I've always served. I've been serving in church since I was 11 years old when they put me to teach a class of kids younger than me because I understood so well. You know, when I was in my 20s, I led Bible studies for teens and things like that. So I've always served in church and I loved God. I sincerely loved God with all my heart. So I don't, I couldn't understand. I just felt like if I loved God and I did everything I was supposed to do, then the husband should come. Like, I don't get it, you know, but it, the husband wasn't coming. And then 30 came and the husband still wasn't there. And then, you know, 31 came and I'm like, what in the world is going on? What am I doing? And I would meet guys, but the guys I would meet would be like totally wrong. There was a time in my life, the only men that liked me were criminals. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Either they were on their way to jail, just got out of jail, should be in jail, but the FBI haven't, hasn't caught them yet. Those are the only men that liked me. Criminals and men with money that had no sense of purpose. Now, a man with money with no sense of purpose might not be a bad thing for some women. It is a bad thing for me because I'm full of purpose. You know, like a man that I'm talking about men with like 100,000 sitting in their checking account. But they don't know what to do. Like, they're just like, oh, you want to go to Australia with me this weekend? I'm like, no, of course, I don't want to go to. Why would I want to go to Australia with you for the weekend? Because I don't go out with, you know, I don't go on trips with men. But the point was like for another woman, those would be good. Or, you know, let's fly to Los Angeles and just, you know, just for lunch. That one I probably should have done. But, you know, I couldn't trust the guy. <laughs> so I didn't. But, you know, things like they, they would just be spending their money on frivolous things. So they had money but they didn't have a sense of purpose. So those are the two type of men that used to always like me. They had money, 
and no sense of purpose or they're criminals. Or the other type that used to always like me were pretty boys, but they, you know, pretty boys are, it's hard to find a good pretty boy, right? Because a lot of women, other a lot of other women like them. They think they're all that. The women allowed them to get away with murder because they're so good looking. So those were the three. I never found a godly man. Like I never found a Christian guy that liked me. And I couldn't understand why. Until I started learning about the principles of marriage. Now, I had been someone that used to read a lot of marriage books, but I didn't really see anything in there about how to be married and how to get how to get in a relationship. Like most of the marriage books were about how to get married and the ones about how to get into a relationship weren't specific enough because if you're like me, I grew up kind of naive. I grew up in a Christian home for the most part, so I grew up very sheltered. So I didn't really date until I was on my own, like maybe 19, 20, you know, that, so there's a lot I didn't understand about all these rules about dating and unwritten rules. And, you know, you're not supposed to do this. So this is how you should do it. There's so many things I kind of didn't know. And I was somebody that took people at face value, which is the dumbest thing you could ever do. But because I had a good heart, I just kind of took people at face value. I thought it would be mean to look at a guy and, and, and think he has bad intentions because I wouldn't want anybody to think I had bad intentions. You know, I was that kind of girl. So I really didn't know anything about what to do and what not to do when it came to relationships. So if you can identify with me, I want to let you know that there's hope. That was my pain. And I came across some resources and I came across some scriptures that started teaching me about how to act in dating. And once I did that, it revolutionized my dating life. Absolutely changed it. Absolutely turned it on its head. Like it was night and day. Now, when I first started learning those principles, I thought they were crazy. And I thought it would make the men that were in my life or the men that liked me, it would make them stop liking me or make them stop coming around. But I didn't realize that those principles were there to weed out all the bad ones. So this episode, I called it three reasons Mr. Right isn't coming because there are certain things you and I do as women that make Mr. Right not to come. And there's more than three, but this episode, I'll give you three. Okay. So number one thing that we do is that we're not visible. So you are not visible. You cannot meet a guy while you're still in your living room. You cannot meet a great guy while you're still in your pajamas in your bed. You cannot meet a great guy while you're watching Netflix and eating ice cream. You cannot meet a great guy while you're just holed up in church 24 hours a day. You won't. You have to go where men are. So number one reason why Mr. Wright is not coming is because you are not visible. When was the last time you went out? When was the last time you went someplace where men are? Now, where men are doesn't necessarily mean a club. If you go to my website, www.husbandfactory.com, I have 50 places you can meet a man that have nothing to do with club. But you have to get out. You can't be, you know how you get into, um, you can't be so comfortable. Like, you know, you're happy and you're, what are you expecting God to do? What are you expecting the angels to do? That you do all this praying, you pray for a husband, you cry. And that was another thing I used to say, Oh God, I'm praying. I'm crying out. I don't understand what else you want me to do. I even fasted, you know, to get married, but you're doing all those things. But then how will your prayer be answered? If you're still in your house, how will your prayers be answered? If you spend your weekend with the same friends you always have known for 10 years, your prayers won't be answered. Number one, you are not visible. Number two, reason why Mr. White Wright is not coming is because 
you are predictable. Yes, you're predictable. When you are somebody that goes to the same gym every time, you go to the same grocery store every time, you go the same way home every time, how will you meet somebody new? Okay, I just pause there for you to think about it. Same gym, same grocery store. You go home the same way that you've always gone home. Now, if you go to, let's say, let's take gym, for example. If you're a member of a gym, right? Couldn't you go to, let's say you're a member of Gold's Gym. That's a big gym, right? There's different Gold's Gyms locations all over your state. Go to another one. Go to one that's 20 miles away. Go to one that's 10 miles away. So you get, a. you need to increase your network. You need to increase your network of friends, So if there's a, you know, if you're somebody that's gotten the reputation of anytime somebody asks you for something, you say no, they won't ask you anymore. Let's say you have a friend that's a socialite and they're like, oh, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go there. And and then you're like, no, no, no. After a while, they'll start asking you. But a lot of those events are places and opportunities for you to network. Will you meet your husband there? You may not, but you may meet someone who's like your husband. You may meet someone who knows your husband. You may meet someone who can introduce you to your husband. So the greater your network is, the greater chance you have of meeting him. So stop being so predictable. If you're somebody that when it comes to church stuff, you know, when you're asked to do things in church, you're not interested. You're like, oh, I just want to get up and leave. When you go to church, you hurry up and leave. Then like as soon as they say, amen, you're out the door. I used to be like that. So don't feel bad. How will you get to know people? And then you say, there's no good in men church. Meanwhile, you don't know half the men in church. Okay. So stop being predictable. Go to a grocery store that's completely different than the one you normally go to. So that the angels that you've been praying that when, that, that, that God released when you prayed can actually have something to do. So that they are able to actually bring someone. God is not going to bring your husband into your living room. He's not. He's not just going to bring him to you like, oh, mysteriously, one day you meet him. You're going to have to go out. You're going to have to go places. You're going to have to increase the foot traffic into your life. Now, the number three reason why Mr. Wright isn't coming is that you're gullible. Now, that sounds mean, doesn't it? But the only reason I can say that, what gives me the more right to say that is because I used to be gullible. I used to be the most naive person The most naive woman I've ever met. I don't know anybody who's more naive than me, so it's okay. If you're gullible, you're not as naive as I was. But there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about silly women that are laden with sin. You don't want to be a silly woman. You don't want to be a woman that is not street smart when it comes to relationships. You don't want to be a woman that is not doesn't like lacks wisdom and understanding when it comes to relationships. So that's one area where you need to have wisdom. That's one area where you can't afford to be ignorant. That's one area where you can't afford to be gullible. You can't afford to be naive. You can't afford to lack knowledge in that area. You can't afford it. Now, here's some examples of being gullible. One example of being gullible is dating somebody that you have no business being. If you're honest with yourself, there's people that you've allowed in your life and allowed in your space that when the first time you met them, you should have run the other way. Run so fast that the back of your feet touched the back of your head. You should have ran at like your life depended on it. If you're honest with yourself, from the first time you met them, you should have ran. There were signs there, you know, whether he was a bad boy or whether he was, you know, he had a look about him or, you know, maybe he started dating you after he just broke up with somebody else. There were signs there, but you chose to be gullible or maybe you were, you know, thinking like I used to think that, oh, you should give people a chance. You shouldn't judge them. 
and you entered into a relationship with a person. You can't afford to have a lack of knowledge about how men are. Men and women are very different. The way we see things are different. What drives us is different. What drives a man is completely different from what drives a woman. What makes a man want to be in a relationship is completely different from what makes a woman want to be in a relationship. When a woman meets a man, she has all these great thoughts about him. She has all these great ambitions toward the two of them. You know, that's when we start going a little crazy and start putting our names together and start thinking about the future and all of that. And that's how, you know, women are when we're looking for a relationship. But for men, when they're looking for a relationship, they're, they're looking for a contract. If you have men in your life that are honest with you, they'll tell you that is true. They're looking for a contract. In a sense, marriage is almost like a business deal for them. Marriage is like, okay, can this person carry me where I'm going? Can this woman get me to my destination? Can this woman be a part of my future? If you ever watch men that are high profile men, political men, powerful men, and you see their wives, sometimes their wives aren't that beautiful like you'd expect. Sometimes they didn't marry the supermodel that you'd expect them to be married to, but they married the woman that could carry them to their destiny because men have an understanding that who I marry has to carry me to my destiny. The person I marry has to have the same purpose with me. The person that I marry has to be somebody that can get me to where I need to be in life. Guess what? Woman of God, daughter of Zion, God's girl, you have to be the same way. You have to get to the point where you start looking at men as, okay, can this person carry me to where I'm supposed to be in God? You have to start looking in terms of your purpose. Doesn't mean that love doesn't come into play, but it means that you, there are other things besides love. There are other things that's more important than love. Everybody that's ever been divorced today at one point was in love. Everybody. There at one point they were in love. So that means that love is not all that. It's not enough to make a basis for your relationship. Now, some people, they're caught up on looks, like he has to look good. And I used to be like that. So I can talk about it. He has to look a certain way. He has to have muscles. Like if you don't have muscles, don't even bother talking to me. That's how I used to be. But that guy with the muscles, let's just, God forbid, he ends up in a car accident and can't work out anymore. And all that muscle turns to fat. What are you going to do? I used to be somebody that loved good looking men. You have to be good looking. You have to be fine. Now, the fi- there's nothing wrong with that. But the fine guy, God forbid, he gets burned in the fire and he now has burn scars. And he's not as fine as he used to be. You're going to be left with what? What's on the inside. You're going to be left with his character. Let's hope he's as beautiful on the inside as he is on the outside. It's so funny. One day I was, I saw this gorgeous guy come out of the store and I'm just staring at him. <laughs> oh God, help me. I'm just standing there. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, you ever see those people that are model fine? Like they're like, you're like, oh my goodness, you should be on somebody's magazine. So he was that good looking. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, you don't want to know what he looks like on the inside. And I was like, oof, you know? So good looks are not something you can base your, your lifetime of a relationship on. Love is not something you can base a lifetime of a relationship on. You better find out what you can base the relationship on. And it's based on the principles of God's word and it's based on purpose. So let me tell you, you need to stop being gullible. You need to stop being predictable. And you need to start being visible. And maybe I should say you need to stop being invisible as in you're, you're staying in your house. Okay, because God has somebody out there for you, but 
as long as you are looking at other things that you shouldn't be looking at, as long as you are looking, finding value in other things, you won't meet them. As long as you are still hold up in your house or, you know, have the same routine that you've always had Monday through Friday, you won't meet that person. So this week, here's your homework. I want you to go somewhere where men are. I don't care if it's Home Depot. Put on your mask and go to Home Depot. I want you to get into some other networks. Find other, you know, you everybody has a friend that knows everybody. Get into, find out what they're doing that that is, you know, interesting and get involved. I want you to reevaluate your value system. I have a blog post on my website about value system. I want you to reevaluate your, your value system. What is important to you? And should those things be important as they are? What things are not important to you or have not been important to you in relationships that you need to make important now? Okay, so that's two things. Get out there and reevaluate your value system. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again next week. Have a wonderful week. I'm looking forward to hearing your love story. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.